Blog Talk Radio. Today, 
and about some books and all the good things that they have going on in their life. So let's sit back, relax, and get ready for some more information that will help springboard us into the harvest that we have coming later on. We'll be right back after these words. Author Marion Afford has written two powerful and thought-provoking books, Not to My Reality, Encouragement While Dancing in the Storm, and Seeking Escape, A Conversational Journey to Your True Reality. They both offer therapy for the soul that is filled with empowerment and offer a code of conduct for an enhanced life and longevity. These books are available everywhere books are sold, including Amazon.com and MarianAfoorSpeaks.com. You can also join Marian Afour for moments of conversation on Blog Talk Radio, Tuesday and Thursday mornings, 10.30 a.m. Central, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Marian Afour, Not My Reality and Seeking Escape, two books that you don't want to let miss out on your next book club or book conversation. Tune in 5 o'clock p.m. Central, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern for Doing Business Exponentially with Marion Afour. Come learn the tricks of the trade to allow your business to become more than just a dream but an actual reality of success, longevity, and definitely a legacy that people will remember. Monday night, 5 o'clock p.m. Central, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Doing business exponentially. Hello, everyone. Inviting you out to join me for something that happens on rare occasions. I'm hosting a free webinar Thursday, June 6th. All you have to do is get out a pen and paper, be there on time, and know that this seminar is going to help you raise the bar on your financial accountability, setting your goals, understanding what success actually is, and how you can make it happen for you on every level of your life. So join me June 6th. And take out the time to raise the bar for success. We're looking forward to seeing you. So go to RaiseTheBarWeb.Eventbrite.com. RaiseTheBarEventbrite.com. See you on June 6th. All right, all right, and we are back here on Moments of Conversation. Thank you so much for joining me on today. Of course, I am Marion Afour. Today is a great day, a great day for us to begin to explore ourselves and know exactly what's going on and how we're going to get there. As I said today, we are going to have a guest on on today. Her name is Hannah Spivey. She's an author and a publicist, and we are going to hear some great information from her 
And so we're looking so forward to um, finding out more about who she is and about her book she has out and all that she does here. And so we're going to say good morning to Hannah. Good morning, Hannah. Good morning. How are you? All is well. All is well. I am so happy that you could join us on today. I wanted to talk to you a little bit more, and we're so honored that you would have you here on this program to share with us about your book and about your life as a publicist. So we would, we're we honored to have you here on Moments of Conversation. Thank you for having me on. Um, well, I, I, am, I don't consider myself a publicist. I'm more of a um, virtual assistant who specializes in um, literary PR. Um, publicists are more like your spokesperson. They pretty much clean up your mess um, if you ever are involved in a public spectacle. And how, okay. I'm more of a um, virtual administrative assistant, and um, I'm a first-time author of Ebony the Beloved, Mm-hmm. It has published for well, July be two years since Ebony the Beloved has been published, and um, I wrote the book about almost almost four years ago. Um, the book is about a young girl named Ebony who's been abused in all forms, um, mentally, verbally, spiritually, and emotionally, and. Um, her peers didn't want to be bothered with her. She was pretty much by herself. The only one who ever actually showed her genuine love was this woman named Norma Lou. Norma Lou never had kids of her own, and she'd never been married. So she took Ebony in as her unofficial daughter, and she reminded her of how beautiful she was on the inside and the outside. And uh, Norma Lou also had a niece named Tara, who was a single parent, and she was... Um, a victim of domestic abuse. Her significant other at the time was a police officer. And um, she was able to relate to Ebony because of her experiences. So um, Ebony makes a pact with Tara and Norma Lou. They're the family that she never had because Ebony just wanted to be loved and accepted. So um, Tara and Ebony ends up going to this domestic violence benefit concert a star-studded domestic violence benefit concert. And um, we're posted by this guy named Dustin Walt, who's 27 years old, multi-millionaire, powerhouse. And um, he was he, he like the spokesperson and advocate for domestic violence awareness. And um, mm-hmm. when he lays, lay eyes on Ebony, he takes an interest in her, uh, he finds that she's very attractive, very naive, and very young. So when he first meets her, he's very charismatic, very, um, uh, he's a smooth talker. And, of course, Ebony likes to hear that because Ebony's never had a boyfriend. So, gotcha. of course, that's what she wants to hear. But behind closed doors, he's abusive. He imprisons her. His mother can't stand her. And Ebony's pretty much trapped. So it's like she like I mean she went from bad to good to worse. Okay. So Ebony's like the type of girl who can't catch a break until later on. So. So what would you say? I mean, I mean that's a pretty intense story uh, storyline, and I understand the underguard is is abuse and domestic violence and 
one might even say beginning to get into the human trafficking um, idea. What what spun this idea to come out? How did you, what made this story? What birthed this novel? I should say that you've written. Well, the book is based off um, some of my personal experiences. I've never been abused to that extent, but I have been verbally abused as a child growing up, and even as an adult, you know, by one of my parents. And um, I wanted to write a book that was very intense that that a lot of people can relate to because it's an urban lit book, but mm-hmm. it's not your typical urban lit book because it it goes beyond the the grain, and it's been compared to Precious, but every sense is far worse than Precious. Absolutely. And, um, I just wanted to make it the type of book that will touch all of these readers' emotions, the type of book that will piss you off, the type of book that will make you sad, the type of book that will get, will make you laugh in some thing, at some things. But I definitely wanted to make it the type of book that um, alerts people, that gives them a wake-up call that a lot of people can relate to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I noticed you were, you know, right away in the book, you're caught, you're setting up the scenario of um, Milton and, um, oh, I'm forgetting the mother's name, Arlene. Yeah. Look at my notes again. Okay, so Milton and Arlene and, you know, how how you describe Milton as this overbearing uh, individual in this story and how he was, you, the word was he was always right. Definitely, you know how that all played out, and you kind of pull out you pull out some different groups in the community. This is definitely an urban lit book because you have pulled out various groups of people that are very prominent in uh, our urban communities to make sure that they are aware. And I mean, you did a good job with that, at least. Yeah, tell me a little bit more, um, Hannah, if you can, more about. Um, the development of Ebony. I know you said it's part of your upbringing, but it, sometimes it feels like you kind of took Arlene as well to kind of almost make it as if Arlene was more of um, a victim as well who just shared it. So can you tell me more about why did you do that character versus Milton that way? Because uh, Arlene is a lot of women who are who are being abused who don't even realize that they're being abused and some of them that are being abused, know that they're being abused, but they stay with the man for security purposes. Um, Arlene is kind of like my mother in a sense. She's like my mother, um, very dependent, um, very, um, she just, she's not, the type of person who is open to wanting to change her life. Mhm. Mhm. She's a whole lot that she doesn't realize that she could do a lot better, but she is very stuck in her comfort zone to where the best she can do is just stay at home, be an at home mother and have very, very limited insight about what's going on in the world and have very limited education. So it's like my mother in real life who just stays at home, but but also my mother is mentally ill. So her, her mm-hmm. situation, Marlene. Marlene, on the other hand, are those women that who have been who've been abused by her husband, even if he never put his hands on her. But she's those those women who 
um, would just rather stay with a man for security than to leave him despite of the way he treats her. I have a friend, well, an associate who has a, who's married. His mother cannot stand her, and he he, he constantly um, insults her intelligence. He tells her that she's not going to make it as a screenwriter, but she continues to stay with this man despite of the way he treats her because he is her financial backbone. He's her safety net. It's just like with Arlene. Arlene is like very nonchalant because she doesn't realize that she's being abused herself. I happen to know another person who is unfortunately going through going through a similar who's about to go through a similar situation, and her mother is also a victim of um, abuse. Um, I mean, so I wanted to not make the book about. I didn't want to limit the book to just abuse in the black community because abuse is is colorless. It's a any abuse can happen anywhere. The only reason why I put it in urban because urban fiction because some of it is based off my life. And I grew mm-hmm. up in my grew up um poor. I've had times when I was when I I didn't know how worthy I was. Thankfully mm-hmm. I never turned to get role because I didn't have the love and support that I needed at home. Yeah, I had parents who were always in my life, but they didn't under, they didn't really understand me. And mm-hmm. I've been told to where the, 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 um, the teachers didn't really care. You know, if they didn't see the, the, the student antagonize me, then the, to them the student wasn't bothering me. I'm like, well, the student did it behind your back. So of course you're not going to see them bother me. Absolutely. I, I grew up in an era where there was no social media. Nowadays, kids don't have to bully you in person. They can also bully you online. And, yeah, so I had a very tough, I've had some tough tough years. Um, My years could have been better, but I can say this, it has been a learning experience. And uh, if I ever do become a parent, I don't want to do the things that my parents did. I don't want my kid to feel like they, they can't come to me whenever they have a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't want my kid to, uh, I don't want to humiliate my child by saying things to them to make them feel less than human. So the Absolutely. book is, uh, I, I've had people tell me, well, I've had people ask me if I would like to see my book as a learning curriculum in the schools. And I said, mm-hmm. well, the book, a lot of schools will be reluctant to teaching about that book because of the content. But I'm like, well, kids are more exposed to worse, a lot worse than what's in the book. Mm-hmm. But or you know, as you were talking, I'm sorry, excuse me. Go ahead. Go ahead and finish your thought. Yeah, so um, I would love, if I had the opportunity to having the book, um, well, having the book taught in schools, absolutely. I mean, it would be an honor because it's the type of, it's very raw, and it's a book that a lot of young a young, especially young girls, a lot of girls can relate to when it comes to low self-esteem, broken household, um, um, self-appreciation. A lot of girls, especially girls Ebony's age, girls who look like Ebony, can definitely relate to. So I consider it more of a self-help tool, even though it's a book, a fiction book, but I still, I still consider it a self-help book. Mm-hmm. 
even the older women. You know, as you were um, sharing, and that was my next question for you, is, you know, what do you want? What do, What is your expectation for this book for people to be able to take from this book? And, um, you know, how, could, how do you want them to use it? And you answer that you would like for youth to be able to do it. And I think that's a powerful tool because so many youth are, um, so many youth are incapable, um, is the lack of a better word, are incapable of uh, understanding there's so many, so much more going on, right? There's so much more going on around them that is similar to what they're experiencing that they're not alone and that they can reach out, you know, that they can find some type of help. And, and I think a lot of times we just need to find people, an outlet that allows them to know that they are not alone and they're not the only ones and that when people are telling them that they should not share with anyone, like your transparency I'm sure is helping someone right now today listening, knowing that they may have had a similar experience, Hannah, but that they can definitely – channel that energy into a better format to allow it to help other people. So that's great, Leah. I appreciate it. Yes. I really huh. thank you. Um, I have big expectations for the book. I have big plans for the book because the book is so raw that I feel that it needs to be marketed to a bigger audience. So I'm in the process of um, trying to connect with literary agents so that I can book publish with a traditional publishing house. So I definitely am looking forward to, I'm working on getting the book um, published through a traditional publisher. Absolutely. I'm excited for you to have that going. Um, are you working on any um, follow-up workbooks or extensions in addition to looking for literacy agents? Because when I think, when I read through the themes of this book, one of the things I find is that is, um, and, and by the way, it is available um, on Amazon.com, and the name of the book again is Ebony Beloved, and Ebony That's the Beloved. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Were you going to say something, Hannah? Yeah, it's called Ebony the Beloved. Yep. The Beloved, and it's available on Amazon.com, and you can also get it on Kindle. So if you can today, go out and get your copy of this book and begin to share the journey of Ebony. And, you know, the big question is, I can't tell you how it all turns out, but I'll just tell you this. You need to really think about, pick it up and read it. And as you're reading, not only try to figure out if she gets through all these experiences, but whether or not how you can take this information and apply it to yourself to assist you with your healing, your your notification of some things you need to work on for yourself personally, as well as be prepared to help someone else who may be experiencing this or has experienced it, because it is definitely a book. Trust me, you will find yourself having just about every emotion that's possible while reading this book. I mean, you're going to have some shock. You will have some... Um, some joys, you'll have some tears at the same time, but definitely it is a book that is worth reading and finding out more about the character Ebony and her journey that has been written by Hannah Spivey and is available on 
Amazon.com. So, Hannah, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come right back, and we're going to continue our conversation today about your book and more about what you have going on, and you can answer the question about the possibility of if there's a workbook. I know you talked about the schools utilizing it, but if you're going to, what roles you're looking for in the future. So we'll be right back after these words here on Moments of Conversation. p.m. Central, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern, for Doing Business Exponentially with Marion Afour. Come learn the tricks of the trade to allow your business to become more than just a dream, but an actual reality of success, longevity, and definitely a legacy that people will remember. Monday night, 5 o'clock p.m. Central, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Doing Business Exponentially. Provoking books, Not to My Reality, Encouragement While Dancing in the Storm, and Seeking Escape, a conversational journey to your true reality. They both offer therapy for the soul that is filled with empowerment and offer a code of conduct for an enhanced life and longevity. These books are available everywhere books are sold, including Amazon.com and MarianaFullSpeaks.com. You can also join Mariana Fuller for Moments of Conversation on Blog Talk Radio, Tuesday and Thursday mornings, 10.30 a.m. Central, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Mariana Fuller, Not My Reality, and Seeking Escape. Two books that you don't want to let miss out on your next book club or book conversation. We are back here on Moments of Conversation. Our guest today is Ms. Hannah Spidey. She is an author of Ebony the Beloved, and it's available on Amazon.com. And she's sharing with us the journey of Ebony and how it all came about. And she's sharing with us her insight, and through her transparency, she's telling a little bit of all the experiences from the lives of other people as well as herself that helped develop this fictional urban literature book that is available on Amazon.com and also on Kimdo. So get your copy today. Hannah is pouring out, and it's a great opportunity. It's a good read, and it will definitely challenge you to reevaluate your expectations and the words you choose to use with other people. Hannah, um, welcome back again for this uh, second half. You know, as you were talking earlier, as I was before we went to the break, I just wanted to ask you, I could see this being developed into some type of therapeutic workbook. Do you have ideas for that, or are you just kind of looking to maybe go out and lecture about it or speak about it in, along with your book? I, I do see myself doing um, speaking engagements about the book and domestic violence um, and, you know, just, you know, speaking about domestic violence as well as referring to the book. So uh, I wouldn't say I see it as a workbook, 
per se, but I do feel the type of um, um, reference tool that I can use while speaking about domestic violence awareness and child abuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and, and I think that's so important because I don't think people really understand the magnitude in which abuse impacts the lives of other people. But in Ebony, it is clear, you know, that she has experienced so much and how it perpetual, uh, perpetuates into such a lifestyle and an ex, almost an expectation for her because it's like every time she trusts someone, you know, she's able to get that. And I know you shared a little bit about that you've experienced some in your life. How were you able to overcome that challenge of realizing that someone had, quote, unquote, abused you or um, violated you in some way? How were you able to come? Can you share some insights you can share with someone else who may be experiencing that? Um. Well, with me, um, being, abu- being bullied in school, I mean, I was kind of kids, I was just, I had to stand up to my bullies, but as far as low self-esteem um, was concerned, I had to look to other women figures to help uplift myself because I didn't have anyone that I can actually confide in the way Ebony did. So I had to look towards a few women entertainers such as um, Janelle Monae, um, Grace Jones, and even Wendy Williams. And Wendy Williams is a very controversial gossip talk show personality. And the thing about that is, even though she's a gossip, but I like how real she is. I like that she's not afraid to be vulnerable. And I just found that very inspiring to, you know, to want to express myself, express my vulnerability. You know, I, I I was ashamed of my kinky hair. I was ashamed of how overweight I was. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. take that and use that as a way to uplift myself. And then, I mean, people like Janelle Monae had inspired me to go natural again. Mm. And um, Grace Jones had inspired me to be myself. I love it. Ex- for who I am. So all of that, and I took all of that, and then I've also used writing as a, as a, as a tool to express myself, to, um, you know, regurgitate all of my emotions and thoughts. Because, like I said, I didn't have friends. So I've, had, I've, I've battled with low, with low self-esteem up until my mid-20s, from my, from my, from my mid-teens to my mid-20s. And um, I had to definitely put all of that into my writing and just allow other people to inspire me. Because if you, even if you are inspired by people you may never meet, that's fine. You know, just allow them to inspire you. You know, allow them to mentor you, you know, from wherever they are. Allow mm-hmm. them to be your voice, allow them to be the people who inspire you to want to do better. Because I didn't have physical mentors in my life at the time, so I had to look at other people. I, I mean, just watching other people is what made me, kind of what made me who I am today. So I didn't, all those type of people, I've been shy, so I didn't know how to express myself to people in person. So I turned to writing just 
I'll let my writer speak for me. So I find it to be, it's been very advantageous, and it has gotten me through some tough years. Yeah, I, you know, I find a lot of people that I, a lot of authors, and you know, myself being an author included, um, the ability and the comfort that you find um, in um, finding sharing your stories, and I've and being, and you know, I really commend you because to even have that mindset that says. I'm able to, um, I'm now able to reach out and look at some other people. Well, that's what I want to be, and that's what many of us do. But you were able to look at those same women, like you said, with a controversy of Wendy Williams, you know, the, the grandeur of Grace Jones. You know, she really did exemplify and stand out for herself and embrace all of who she was and, um I think you chose some phenomenal women to pour into you or to acknowledge to acknowledge that part of you, that they represent a part of you, and that's what I love the most about what you just shared with me, that story, that journey of being able to seek out some women and not be intimidated but find your empowerment through them. And uh, so that's a phenomenal thing. I thank you, and I do encourage other people that are listening to think about what Hannah is saying. She's saying that she, at that moment she began to look around and see what did exemplify who she was, who exemplified what she was, and she began to reflect. And we talked about that uh, Tuesday with SLE, and we talked about that prior, um, about the ability to bring forth that which you desire by focusing on it, by seeing what is it and doing some reflection and figuring out what is it about your life that you want to change. What is it about your life you want to enhance or improve? What do you need to add to your life that will assist you with that process? And for Hannah, that was awesome that you were able to do that. She was able to look at women and say, this is the type of woman, this characteristic. And why was that so, you know, Hannah, I'm just going to tell you right now, that ability is such a higher level of existence because you were able to identify that which you already had inside of you through these women and make it take hold. So I commend you for that. Thank you for sharing that um, part of your life with us. Because I often wonder, like for my people, ask, well, how did you come up with this idea and where did this come from? And I have to tell them a lot of times I was on autopilot, but I was writing while I was in autopilot trying to figure out who I was and what I was doing, and I'm sure that's what you were doing is working through that process on, on writing the book. Do you have, in addition to your your, your ideas for literary, literary agents, Hannah, to go into the larger markets, do you have an idea for a sequel? Oh, absolutely. There is a sequel in the making. I'm just in the process of working on my second book, which is totally different. It's going to be very controversial. Um, that book is about a televangelist who steps in the toes of many other evangelists and televangelists we're aware of, and um, he pretty much questions his religion as a Christian, and he goes mm-hmm. in a world right, crusade of bashing religion. And he becomes mm-hmm. what you call your modern-day, what I call your modern-day Malcolm X. So mm-hmm. down from the school pit to find himself and to challenge sexuality, government, and politics. Everything that you can almost think of is what he challenges. 
he basically does and speaks what people are speaks about what people are afraid to do and say. Excellent. Well, that's not, so you tend to lean toward more of the um, more of the controversies and the in your face. And that's one of the things I like about when I was reading your book, Ebony the Beloved, is that you were right there. You were, matter of fact, you were able to kind of show us where things um, needed to go and how they needed to happen and what happened to Ebony. And, and you didn't hold anything back at all. And so I can only imagine what this next novel is going to be like on um, coming out. Now, I also noticed, uh, Hannah, if we could go back to the book for a little while. I wanted to ask you a question, so I apologize. I just dropped my notes. Uh, okay. I want to know, what's the message that um, you would like to give to um, parents? You know, we talked about the bullying that you experienced and you kind of share a little bit about um, the self-esteem. What is some information that you would give, like, to parents? If you, you know, if I'm going to give you a few moments, maybe to parents or to even young people that may be listening that after they read Ebony, they're not sure still what to do after being exposed to a dysfunctional environment. Um what would you, suggestions would you give to someone if you could speak to them right now? Can, I'll give you a few minutes and you just kind of could share how you would uh, encourage them. Because Ebony goes through a lot, you know. And, you know, so someone who may have experienced some things, how would you, uh, what would you say to someone who might say, oh, my goodness, you know, I'm going to end up experiencing all of this. What type of encouragement would you give them? Uh, my my, my message to the parents is to, you know, listen to your children. You know, you don't always have to be the person doing all the talking because just because they're your kids doesn't mean that they're not entitled to their own opinions because they have a mind of their own as well. I mean, you were once a kid yourself. So my advice to parents is don't make your children feel, if you, if that's what you are doing, you know, don't make them feel that they can't come to you when they have a problem. Don't um, belittle their intelligence because of some of the things they do because it's a learning process. I mean, even in our adult lives, it's a learning process. We do stupid things as adults. So um, kids should have the right to feel appreciated because, I mean, they're the first people. We're the parents of the first people that kids look up to because, I mean, they produce, they've, they brought them into this world. So um, parents should allow their kids to have a voice and not just not let them speak and um, exercise their opinions and their thoughts. Because, like I said, we were kids too. We've done things that our parents aren't proud of. So, um, as far as the kids go, you know, I mean, if you're feeling down and out, you know, don't bottle up your emotions, you know, find an outlet, find an adult figure that you can entrust in. You know, it's good to have a social life where you can be around people who understand you and people who are like you. Not everybody's going to understand you. 
you're not meant to be understood by everybody because we all have different perceptions about people and situations. So it is good to surround yourself with people who are going to uplift you. Be around your be around peers who are going to uplift you and who are going to who's not going to um, judge you, but give you that tough love and do that understanding that you you deserve. Mm-hmm. As well as adult figures, you know. That's why I say when it comes to adult figures, kids should be able to come to their kids whenever they have a problem. I know that parenting isn't easy, but, you know, kids still have to make their mistakes. They, they're going to have to mm-hmm. make their mistakes out of life. So I think communication is key when it comes to parenting as well as, you know, um, relationships, whatever. Key, I mean, communication is key. So, um, kids should be allowed to have a voice. Because it's human nature. We should be allowed to express ourselves. Whenever we have something on our mind, we shouldn't have to feel that we have, that we got to um, hide or, you know, feel like we're going to be um, heckled for saying how we feel and expressing ourselves. So, I mean, I think that it's great that parents do sit down with their children, ask them how they're feeling, ask them how their day is going, a lot of parents don't have that those type of relationships with their kids. So you won't know what your kid is going through if you're the type of parent who doesn't speak to your kid or allow your kid to just be their own individual. So mm, excellent. Excellent, excellent. I enjoyed that. And I'm sure that those that are listening um, and will listen to this will be able to take something from that because that is some very important information. It sounds like it's rather, um, you know, sappy, and but it's the reality. You know, young people and people, period, and um, adults as well, male and female, and I love that you said that, often do find ourselves in situations and to know that we can get out of them and that it's okay to find the assistance that we need to get get it accomplished and get it taken care of. Um, and, and, again, I want to say the name of the book, again, is Ebony the Beloved. She has several, several reviews that you can go back and look, and they're all positive regarding this fictional novel and that chronicles this young lady's journal journey through various forms of abuse and um, self-discovery and experiences And, again, you will go through the gamut of emotions as you're reading this book. Go ahead and check it out and find it on Amazon.com. Hannah, um, are there any other projects you want to share with us before we wrap up the call on today? Uh, Well, not only am I a published author, but I'm also a literary PR person. So if any authors out there who need help with um, marketing and promoting their book, that's what I specialize in because I do it for other authors as well as my book. Um, I have a fan page where you can um, learn more about what I do, learn more about my my novel and my upcoming literary projects. The name of my fan page is Hannah Dorothy Spivey. Again, Hannah Dorothy Spivey is the name of my fan page. And um, if you want to reach out to me directly, you can follow me on Twitter at Boss. Lady Writer again, Boss Lady Writer. Um, I can also be emailed at Boss Lady Writer at gmail dot com. 
So if you have any sort of PR questions or anything pertaining to my book, you can reach out to me via email at bossladywriter at gmail.com. Ebony, the beloved, is available on Amazon. The paperback version is about $13 and some change, I think. You can also download the ebook for a dollar. The book is also available on um, barnesandnobles.com. It's available on booksmillion.com as well as ebay.com and several other book retail stores. Again, um, you can... Um, Definitely download the ebook for all the e-readers out there. It's only a dollar. So if you have any um, a, a computer or like a tablet where you have, I know you can get like a, a free Kindle app. You can download a free Kindle app to where you can download ebooks from Kindle. So the book is available at your disposal for a dollar if you prefer to read the ebook version. But for the people who love to read actual books, the book is available in paperback for about twelve or thirteen dollars. Mm, excellent. I am so excited. Again, it is a good book. You I mean you it was a novel, but it you know, it's a quick read and it's something that will keep you in suspense and keep you looking. And for a first novel I'm expecting to see this as you said, as you're working with literacy agents, I'm expecting to see it really grow and become part of um a great opportunity for you in the future to do this and much success always is giving out to to you for having again meeting the challenge of being able to take life experiences and observations and spend them so wonderfully into a novel <clears throat> in such a sensitive subject such as abuse and I tell you you almost cover every I think this ebony may have experienced almost every level of abuse um, on the program so I am greatly greatly appreciative of this opportunity to share with you on today, Hannah, and I do look forward to us speaking some more um, in depth. And I'm going to, again, you all can find her on Facebook. She's also available at um, her fan page, hannahdorothyspivey.com. You can find out more about her. Go to Amazon, go to Kindle, pick up her copy of her book, and read it. Leave her some feedback. Share it with someone else that's going to need because I'm telling you this book is going to have you thinking and experiencing what it's like. I mean, I, mean, I know for me, Hannah, there were times when I just said I kind of got lost in the book and I wanted to just say, oh, my goodness, what, you know, girl, get it together <laughs> to Ebony. And uh, so I thank you for writing so vividly and bringing the dramatization to you, uh, to the book that you did with the characters. I greatly appreciate that, and it's definitely a good read. So kudos to you for your work you've done with your book. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all, we are about to wrap up this section of this interview with today's guest, again, Hannah Spivey, who is the author of Ebony the Beloved, and, again, it's available on Amazon and Kindle. I mean, I, I looked through some of the reviews. I'm telling you, if you read the reviews, you're going to go and buy it. You're going to buy it, and you're going to know that it's worth reading because, again, you will find yourself, as you're reading this book, crying and laughing and, you know, just screaming out and thinking like, mm-mm-mm, how dare they, and what is she thinking? I mean, you will really be involved. It's kind of that kind of a movie. And if you like urban literature, this is definitely one you want to get your hands on and take 
advantage of the opportunity to get it before it goes to bestseller, y'all. You know what happens when folks come on my program, people start listening, book sales go up, conversations begin, and we move into an exponential level of living. So go ahead and pick it up and learn something, share something. Be able to have a new level of perspective when you are dealing with individuals who may have been exposed to abuse or that are perpetuating the abuse and be able to be prepared to deal with them. And this book is definitely a contributing factor to your life to be able to eradicate this type of thing from happening. I want to thank you again for um, calling in, Hannah. It was an honor and a pleasure, and we will talk again real soon. We will talk again real soon, Hannah. Thank you so much for uh, joining us here. I'm not even sure how I got you on mute, but... Um, Hannah, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. We had a okay. minor disposition. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm like, I could, I'm thought I'm waiting for her to speak, <laughs> but some kind of way we had a glitch, and we apologize for that to the listeners as well. But we're still here, and we're still holding on, but I definitely want to invite you to go out and check out Hannah. And if you are an author, which I know many people who listen to this program are authors, um, she's another opportunity for you to go and get yourself some um uh, PR, public relations, to help you get your book out there and keep it in the media and keep it going to get the buzz going about your book. Remember, it's about the buzz. It's about the buzz. It's about the buzz of the book that makes you get the notice. All right? All right, until next time. Thanks again, Hannah, again for joining us for this first hour of the segment, and we will talk again real soon. Thank you. Thanks for all your support, and thanks to all the listeners out there for listening in and um, be sure to buy the book. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, we are going to take our break. I think we're going to do music on today, and we're going to, um, as we segue into our break this time and go into our commercial segment to prepare for the second segment. The second segment I'm going to focus on a little bit about some things we have coming up um, this week and how you can be a part of that with me here on Moments of Conversation. We'll be right back after this. Today I felt the sun kiss me from within 
financial accountability, setting your goals, understanding what success actually is, and how you can make it happen for you on every level of your life. So join me June 6th and take out the time to raise the bar for success. We're looking forward to seeing you. So go to raisethebarweb.eventbrite.com. 
RaiseTheBar.com. RaiseTheBarEventBright.com. See you on June 6th. your deep breath. That was a lot and a beautiful opportunity to start our first segment that we had with Miss Hannah Spivey, of author of Ebony the Beloved, and it's available on Amazon.com as well as Kindle. We had a great conversation just talking about something that usually is difficult to talk about, but she was able to take a topic that was very important and take some very important images and thoughts about our community and begin to fitting into a fictional tale that was awesome. So we thank Hannah again for sharing her book with us on today, and hopefully you will go out and buy it and you will think about, reconsider the thoughts and images that you have about abuse. Because it's not a laughing matter. I mean, people laugh, but it is not a laughing matter. It really does have a lasting impact, although you can overcome it in the future because it's only a temporary state of existence. You know, the second hour I wanted to talk about something and um, I'm going to talk about relationships versus connections. I get a lot of people who come over to me and, you know, want me to talk or they, they put in a uh, request for me to become their coach or to, uh, to become their coach. And, and a lot of people come about, and, of course, you know, I work with women and men. And one of the things I found is that a lot of them get so entangled in this whole idea, oh, it's a whirlwind, and now all of a sudden it's fizzling. But I want to remind you about what a connection is versus a relationship today on the program. And I know I haven't spoken about this in a while, but I think it's very important for us to get there. This is my general conversation. Part of being into any type of situation is to recognize, first and foremost, who you are authentically, what you are what you have and what you are reflecting. You know, I, I think the author that we spoke to earlier, Hannah, she talks about she had to, you know, from her late teens until her mid-20s, she suffered or dealt with or had to acknowledge that she had some esteem issues, right? And so because of that quite, she she was able to deal and had to begin to reflect and find other things to make her reflect that which she was just was beautiful and great and understand that who she was was exactly more than enough for anyone who wanted to be in her path. I'm saying that to all of us that are on this on this program today, that who you are is exactly more than enough. There is no need for you to get to a position where you need to think that you are not enough or that you have to change in order to accommodate a quote-unquote relationship. And that's why I want to talk about connections. You've heard me say it before, connections, just because you meet someone and there's an attraction and there is a exchange of energies and vibrations and there is a coming of, of commonalities and there is, a, there is a pull on each of you does not mean that you are supposed to have a relationship. It could mean that you're just going to have a connection, much like when you have a lamp or a wall socket that needs a light bulb. The light bulb is provided to create, to connect to the energy of the current that is already there. 
to illuminate light into that room or that home or that space, wherever you are. So that's how a connection is. And I'm telling you, and I spoke. I just recently spoke on someone else's show. They asked me about soulmates. And I had to tell them we have many soulmates. And then they're moving to something called a twin flame. Just because you come across a soulmate doesn't mean that person is going to be forever. However, the greater society has misinterpreted soulmates. They may just be a connection. Your soulmate is a connection, someone that connects to your own soul level, someone that connects to you on a mental level, you know, psychosocial level, you know, your mind, right? And you're connected. Your heart is connected, and so you begin to have this these sharings, and you may even become intimate. You may even begin to have, you know, marriages, and you may have, you know, live-in situations, but they're connections because something still isn't right. There's still that yin and that yang that can't be balanced. There's, it's not a direct reflection on every level, right? And soulmates can last days, months, or years. It doesn't mean that they're not important. It just means that you have to recognize that all things are temporary for a permanent purpose. All things are temporary for a permanent purpose. So when you look at the the connections that you have with individuals, not just on a dating level, but in your personal relationships with family members or with your uh, business colleagues or coworkers, it's the same thing. You have to understand there has to be some level in which you choose not to share everything. As a matter of fact, I came across someone recently, and the person said to me, you know, I was dating a couple of people. I decided that I wanted to date this one person. Notice what I said. I decided to date this one person and tell them that we, I wanted to have a standing um, um Appointment time. I'm just using it for the lack of the term. Now, I want to say the person did say appointment. In other words, that they would have this standing date that they would meet at the same time every month and have this time dedicated to ensure they had one-on-one time to build to begin to build a relationship. Well, this person agreed to it, and when the person agreed to it, they fell through on the first or second time, and the person began to go through all these. These, this quandary of, of things of and inquiries about whether or not this person was true, whether or not this person was this and da 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 da, and, and I said, stop. What does it matter? It's your choice. It's a connection, right? You don't have to know everything about every option that this person does, but what you need to know is what is going to be your response. How are you going to respond to that? this person deciding not to keep the commitment because they have some issues, and you can't place how you will respond in that situation on that individual. See, a connection is just there to give you what you need at that moment. And when you start putting more expectations on a connection as if it is a real relationship, you will always have a disappointment. So let's back up. Miriam, what are you talking about? You're sounding crazy now. This person agreed to be in this in this committed date with this person and then all of a sudden they didn't show up and this person lied, they probably got another mate, they probably got a... Why, why even go there? Remember, you're a whole person already. This person, you are, you are the socket, they are the light bulb. 
Do you think the current says, I'm not going to flow today because there's no light bulb? Stick your finger in a, in a socket and see what that current lets you know it's still there. That's how you have to view yourself as a current full of vitality, full of life, full of love, one that is able to say, I am whole, I am complete. This is I am the conduit of energy that is flowing freely through my body that extends out, that pulls into me that which needs to be illuminated. And if someone cannot honor, if someone cannot harness, if someone cannot receive, what usually happens to a light bulb that is that has a flaw in it when you plug in the socket, it busts. It doesn't handle the it can't handle the voltage or the or the current of that socket. Again, now I'm telling you, this is a connection. We have them all the time. It is it is our conditioning from society that tells us because I'm a boy, because you know, because he's a boy and I'm a girl that we're supposed to be in a relationship or because, you know, this person and I have so much in common or we're spending so much time together, we should start looking to have a relationship. Quite possibly we just need to stay a connection because this individual is preparing you for your true relationship. When you have a connection, you are learning things about yourself. What is it about this individual? When this individual didn't keep their date with you, what type of emotions begin to swell up? And then you go deeper and say, why? Why did I feel that this person was lying to me? Why did I feel abandoned? Why did I feel that I needed to tell this individual that we should have a standing date? Why did I choose this individual to have this type of access to me? What is it about me that made me believe that because of this time factor that I had to progress into a new level with this individual? We can breathe here and rest for a moment because the whys are very important because it helps you get to the root of your level of understanding and then it allows you to begin to access the innate wisdom that lives within you. The wisdom that tells you to strip away every expectation that someone owes you something or that you owe someone else something by denying yourself. A connection may like to eat Mexican food every Wednesday night, but you get tired of Mexican food after the second week. You need to have confidence and ability to say, this is not what I want to do every Wednesday night. A connection may say and do things that you begin to realize that you don't care for or that are that you have to grant, increase the level of patience or increase your tolerance level for something such as maybe clicking of the teeth or, you know, someone scratching the back of their throat. You have to figure out what is it. Y'all laughing. I hear y'all. But this is reality. A connection is a time when you begin to learn more about yourself as well as the individual, that's when you have a conversation about whether or not a person smokes, whether or not a person really wants a long-term relationship and what they mean by a long-term relationship. Do they even want a relationship of any kind? So you can have a conversation without sharing all of your business. People know I was divorced. People know that I had, a, um, uh, you know, some situations in my marital in my marriage, 
However, they don't need to know the details nor they need to know the name of my ex-spouse. It's not relevant to our conversation. Some people don't need to know you have children. Some people don't need to know where you work. They may need to just know that you do work. See, we have to begin to filter out and use it based upon the connection. And that's why I love using the, the, the analogy of the socket and a light bulb and that you are the socket that is continuously flowing and continuously providing a, a volume of, of voltage and energy. And you need to discover that. You need to understand that it is your role to go through those wires and, and get into that socket. And then when, it, when you feel something connect to you, that you pour into it the amount of voltage that needs to go to it. You can't put a 15-watt light bulb into a 60-watt socket. Oh, yeah, this is where I'm going today. This is the level that I would like to share with you and give you some opportunities to know exactly who we are and how we're going forward. That's a connection. Connection. Temporary. Permanent purpose. And then we can get into what is a relationship. Because once you have connections and you have gone through, and I'm going to tell you something else, even while you're learning the person that you're connected to, you have to be dating yourself as well. Huh? You have to begin to say, do I really like, do I really like, um, you know, uh, walking on the beach? Do I really like horror movies? What do I enjoy? Do I like when a person holds my hand or do I prefer for them to hug me? See? All of these things, and when you get out of a connection, look back and reflect and say, what is it about that connection that I enjoy? What did I learn from that connection? I know y'all too busy cussing and fussing. You too busy getting angry. You too busy trying to get to the next one to prove that you were not phased. Instead of just breathing and learning who you are. And what was the purpose of that connection? Absolutely. Because until you can understand the connections that come in your life and how they impacted and poured into you and you were able to pour out to other people and the patterns that you created, like someone recently shared with me in a session, they said, well, you know, I just give everybody the same thing and then I don't understand why. I said, but that's your choice. Just because you give me and make yourself available to me doesn't mean that I have to honor that. I just need to honor the space that I'm available to fit in your life or fit you into my life. But when I'm there, I'm going to honor it. Understand people's capacity level because you're not aware fully of what their childhood, what their teenage years were like, what their the day before they met you. You're, you're unaware of what happened. And sometimes it will take weeks and months before you even get an inkling. Okay, guys, I'm going to stop right here because I see my co-host has joined us on the program on tonight, on this morning, I should say, afternoon. Where am I? I'm not even sure. (laughs) So I'm going to bring in our co-host, Brother Guru. Great day, Brother Guru. Greetings, greetings. How are you today? 
I am honored. I am honored. I know you heard me listen. You were listening. I didn't see you when they said you were here. Um, yeah, we're just talking about. We had a great uh, first segment with Hannah Spivey, um, author of um, Ebony the Beloved, which uh, chronicles a young woman's journey through abuse, and and uh, it's it's a fictional tale, but it's really nice. And I'm talking about connections and relationships. You want to add anything? Yeah. Well, I really like that term you used, uh, uh, temporary experience, or how do you say it? <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Temporary time for a permanent purpose. People are people in experience are for a temporary time for a permanent purpose, right? A permanent yes. purpose. Permanent and that purpose. Is, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, what that spoke to me is, you know, if you don't do what you're here to do this time, you know, that karma, dharma kind of thing, mm-hmm. you'll come back. Just like, uh, for example, if you were an, an abuser in one of your lives, you will come back and be abused, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you heal and cleanse that karma, you know, you might not have have to come back and play that particular game again. So it's all about uh, evolving, I guess. But, you know, we go through what we go through to learn, regardless of who is in our life and what part they're playing in our life, temporary or permanent. You know, we are definitely mirroring uh, our positive and negative characters Characteristics, and uh, at the same time, we're teacher and student. So the journey is definitely interesting, and to be mindful of that, you know, it's uh, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes you have somebody in your life, and they're always frustrating you for some reason, and you know that um, you don't know why you keep dealing with this individual. It's just a general <laughs> friend, or you know, a sister, whoever, a brother. You know, they are there to teach you. Absolutely. And in that, of them teaching you, it's simply about, here's here's what it is. That individual, is whatever is agitating you, you need to reflect upon that. You need to take some time out to deep breathe and really reflect upon that. First of all, say that's not my reality. And once you say that's not my, that's why I love that term and it came to me. In my book, when I talk about that, I, I explain where that came from. That came at a time in my life when I was going, am I really to experience a life like this? Am I really? You know? And so I said, that can't be my, that's not my reality. My reality is not going to be based upon someone else's, you know, dictation of my life. And so when you have an individual I've learned that when you have an individual or situations that keep buff, bumping up against you, bumping up against you, it's for you to reflect upon it and figure out why it is, why it is. Like there was a stage in my life when I said, what is it with all these men, just da 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 and I had to step back and I said, oh, I get it. It's because I do have a very strong personality. I am very charismatic. I, you know, people misinterpret that. So men are going to be drawn to that, not understanding that I'm still a girl. <laughs> mm. I still need the pampering and attention and the respect. 
But because a lot of them actually thought, my female friends included, they said, well, you know, she's so strong. She'll get through it. She'll figure it out. She's intelligent. She'll figure it out. Da, da, da. So they would kind of let me go down this path sometimes. Hmm? So I had to reflect. And I had to begin to be more open in saying, sure, I have this ability. Sure, I have this information. Yes, I have these qualities. However, I'm still human. You see my superhero, but I still have to be, I still have, you know, an issue with kryptonite, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. <laughs> right, if you take my magic, right. So, so. These are the things I'm talking about when I say you have to be able to, and everyone can't know what my what my weakness is. And see, again, that's when you know who's a connection, who's a relationship. Some people are your connection for 30 years. And in that 30-year period, you, I had a associate, a friend, you know, someone I called a, a sister, a, a friendship that I ended after almost 30 years. Right? People say, oh, my God, you guys had a great friendship, relationship. No, it was a connection. When I when I sat back and I reflected, I said, it is a connection. And it hurt because I realized that I kind of was just going with the flow. Oh, and that's another thing. Another thing I say, time is only relevant to the person that is experiencing it. Time is only relevant to the person that is experiencing it, meaning this. You can be in a connection with someone, does, and after four months you feel you're in love, that person is still feeling like they don't know who the heck you are. Mm-hmm. They may have, you may have become intimate month four, and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to tell them all my business, give them a key to my place, I'm going to let them drive my car, I'm going to give them the pen to my time card. And this person is going, their, their dog dies, and they don't, they don't talk to you for two days. Or they're sick and they don't pick up the phone to tell you they're not feeling well. Or they don't answer your call. Now you're in this quandary wondering what happened. Time is only relevant to a person, to the person that is experiencing it. And it's not your fault. You have to choose to want your life to be the best life for you first so they can have an impact on other people. Those of you on the phone lines that would like to make a comment or get in on the conversation and ask a question, yes, I will be taking calls. Um, if you want to, this last, uh, I think I got about, oh, my goodness, we got another, oh, we got a, oh, we got a little time, we got a little time. We got a little bit over 45 minutes, 41 minutes left in the program on today for this second segment. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about connections. Um Oh, I want to remind everybody, if you did not get in on the seminar, if you email me at <laughs> events at com, you can get on the waiting list. We're trying to see can we expand it. But right now, I know people are waiting to the last minute. I keep telling you all when I do stuff, you cannot wait to the last minute. I have people literally, Canada, literally, Africa, you know, four continents in Africa, I travel. So when people know that I'm doing things for free, they want to get in. I just left Salt Lake, Utah. I just left Phoenix. I mean, so you you gotta you have to be aware that you can't wait till the last minute. You don't want to get in the habit of procrastinating. You want a book. It was free. You didn't have to pay anything. Just register. So 
this was really a time, I mean, when there's money involved, I kind of know people wait to the last minute to make sure they can do it or whatever, but, you know, you need to really make sure that you are um, taking advantage of opportunities when they come to you initially and listen to that prompting, listen to that gut feeling that tells you this is something you should be a part of. But if you email events at afuaspeaks.com, E-F-U-A speaks.com, we can put you on the mailing list. Um, for the Raising the Bar for Success that will happen, yes, this evening. Yes, this evening. Yes, yes, yes. All right, I got a busy day today, Guru. Yes, I'd like to add to that. I'd like to add to that. Um, Yes. We should acknowledge there are no coincidences. Mm. You know, there are no coincidences. So when people hear about an opportunity, To be in touch with your physical body and your emotions, you get a little smile or a little warm feeling. Mm-hmm. That means it's some uh, an opportunity that you should take advantage of in some way because there's a lesson and a blessing in there for you. That's right. I omitted the G in blessings. Yes, I did. Okay. So, <laughs> therefore... You should take advantage of the opportunity because today you might work in a mail room, but it doesn't mean that there isn't an entrepreneur or a desire to have your own home-based business or something. I mean, you might bake cakes, you know. I mean, I don't know. You might make um, greeting cards. I mean, I don't know, you know, pretty flowers or something. You have a... You know, garden in your backyard, and every now and then you run across an old friend or something, or you just go by somebody's house and give them flowers. That might be a business inside you that's screaming to get out. To take an opportunity to have this, to to join in this um, seminar, it it is something that might be meant to be for you. So take advantage of it. And also, she gives out a lot of information, and, yeah, you get it today, you get it that day that you're on the show listening. But you go back to the archive. It's just like reading a good book. You know, you read, you read a book you enjoy, and you don't touch that book again for three years or whatever. Then you read it again, you say, hey, I didn't notice that. You know, um, that's a good way that the mind, that's the way that the mind works, meaning you read something and you get some of it, but you don't get all of it, you know. And then you read it again and you get some more. You know, that's that's how the mind basically works with most people anyway, you know. But still, again, I just want to say that we should take advantage of opportunities when they're in front of us, you know. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I agree. I tell people all the time, um, you know, a lot of opportunities that I've been presented with in my life, you know, I, again, reflecting on my own life in preparation to pour out into other people or in the middle of pouring out to other people, I realize, like, I have been afforded a lot of opportunities in that, I was I hindered myself because I wasn't fully embracing who I was. So even though the opportunity presented itself, I wasn't aware of how to deal with it. So I, I, I glossed over it. I ignored it. I, I thought I wasn't worthy. I, I thought it would be too much or I don't need that. And I've learned something in these last three weeks. I've been exposed, I counted, at the end of this month, I will have been exposed to over 300 quote-unquote experts. In the last 60 days, I have been, by the end of this month, it would be 60 days. 
I will have been exposed to 300 experts. 100 of them I was actually able to speak to like I'm talking to you right now. Huh? Wow. If you don't take advantage of the opportunity, even if you think you they're going to reject you, open your mouth, send them the email, talk to them. I'm telling you, you know, I, I talk about the book, you know, <laughs> I talk about the book I wrote for business people. And I and I changed the title. I put a subtitle that says for the first timers, you know, to know who, how to really handle your biz, right? Because we don't really understand what it means to be in business. A lot of us don't. You know, we grew up with this idea that being in business, just like being in a relationship, we have these societal ideas of what it is because they've been glorified on television, radio, magazines, and newspapers and in our conversation. You know, as young girls, we're socialized and kind of get the idea, oh, my, oh, my husband's going to be so loving and he's going to work a good job and he's going to leave and I'm going to cook muffins in the morning and, and waffles and I'm going to, you know, dress real pretty and shop all day. <laughs> right? And the husband is saying, I'm going to have this beautiful wife. You know, we're going to be, you know, I'm going to work in this big office. I'm going to have lots of employees. I'm going to carry a briefcase or, and I'm going to drive a nice car and live in a big house. People are going to respect me and blah, 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 blah. And my wife is going to be like this. She's going to have our children and she's going to be fine. And But how do you get there? How do you get there? What's the... What's the background? That's what you see, but what goes on behind closed doors? And that goes back to you taking time out to reflect and get to the roots of why you have these ideas and how you can make them be reality and how do you make them stay once we get there. I'm working on my badab right now. (laughs) <laughs> Working on your what? Badab B D A B B. And I'm not gonna disclose what that is, not yet, but I'm working on that right now. So when that when that was said to me, that resonated in my soul level. Not just in my mind, in my soul level. It said to me, this is for you. That's what you need to be focusing on. Go back, change everything else. This is what you're doing. Your badab. Badab is for you. Hello. That was what this was for, for you to get badab. <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with her? But but that goes back to relationship. What's your goal? Why do you want a relationship? How do you take a connection and weigh out whether now this is a person you want to give relationship, you know, flags to? You want to start planting seeds or pebbles or creating a path that leads to a relationship? What allows that? Again, looking at yourself, looking at that individual, learning yourself, learning this individual, and realizing that this individual is someone that you can relate to and that the two of you can take each other someplace else than where you are right now. If the only thing that brings you together is the fact that you both have been dumped numerous times and taken advantage of, chances are you're both going to dump and take advantage of each other the whole relationship. 
I got to dump you before you dump me. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And there's no growth in that. (laughs) Absolutely. Or, you know, if if I'm a person who always thinks I can save and fix people, Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. There's a problem. I'm going to always get a person. I'm going to meet a connection, and the connection's going to tell me, you know, they did me so wrong, you know. You know, I don't have my, I didn't finish school, and my job, I'm always getting. So they're going to say, well, I'll tell you what, you know, he got $20, or he go, and that's how it starts. And then you find yourself resentful and angry. Why? Because you didn't take time out to learn you. And no, that's a trigger. It's okay to assist people and gift people, but it has to be done so that it's beneficial not only for you, for them but for you as well. More so for the self. Yes. Don't do something that's going to keep you, you know, in a horrible situation feeling horrible after you do it, you're feeling horrible. See, a relationship really is about that balance, that harmony, that knowing, that oneness that begins to develop between you. And in your in a relationship, it will tell you whether or not you are twin flames. Some people just marry a soulmate because they just like, oh, well, this soulmate got 100 qualities out of the, out of the 115 that my twin flame and I have. Then you come across your twin flame while you married to your soulmate, and you wonder why people have issues. Mm-hmm. How about how about those those um the fifteen qualities, or just say he has he or she has a hundred out of that one hundred and fifteen. But how about the negative qualities or the things that you didn't have a negative list, things that are unacceptable or whatever mm-hmm. that you aren't willing to deal with? Okay, he's in a woman situation. He's a good provider, you know. He's very attentive. Yeah, but uh, he he um he when he's home, he just walks out of his clothes and leaves them on the floor. And you're mm. not a person that likes to go behind somebody and pick up after them, you know. He listens to you, but uh, he's he's sporadic. So occasionally he he goes away and does other things. He doesn't always call, you know, when he's going to be late. All of these things that drive you crazy. You know, it's you know it really is a lot. So it's it's just like it's, like it is. It's, it's give and take and balance. Absolutely, absolutely, and and that's why I say you know you have to know. You know, are you? I'll give you a perfect example. Um, and I'm transparent. Most people know this because if you have my book Seeking Escape, in my book Seeking Escape, I share this tidbit and I say, you know that. Um, and with my ex-husband, we 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 were we were um, connected. We were soulmates. We were soulmates, but we weren't twin flames. We were soulmates. But he had this expectation that, like, I was going to run his bathwater after work. Like, I would be the one to run his bathwater. Now, how he got that? But see, that's a perfect example because when we were when we were younger, because we got married young, we each had this dream that when we got older, like. I, we both would have these high power jobs, right? And, and we would have this beautiful family, and we'd be Mr. and Mrs. African American superheroes, you know, <laughs> doing our thing, you know, balancing the children, and saving the world, and you know, all this above. And yet, I'm supposed to be able to run his bathwater at night. <laughs> I was like, wow, what? wow. 
So you was that Anjali woman, if I may interrupt you, you were that Anjali woman, you know, go out and bring home the bacon and still be Wilma Flintstone at the same and be Wilma Flintstone at the same time. Wow. <laughs> that is not my reality then and it is still not my reality now. You know, so we had to have a conversation like I think it might have been six years into because um, one day he just blew up and said, yeah, you don't even run my bath water. You should be running. My, my mother ran bath water for my, and I'm going, whoop, this is what we argued about. <laughs> it's I'm laughing now, but at the time, trust me, I was crying like, really? I'm about to get a divorce because I didn't run the man bath water? You know, but it wasn't about really about the bath water. It was about we had never really shared the expectations of being in, a, in being in a relationship, we just knew we wanted to be together forever. We just knew we wanted to be together, taking, standing in the mirror, posing, putting putting powder on our hair, look like, see how we were gonna look when we got older together. You see what I'm saying? Wow. That kind of stuff. But we never got to the fact that he affected me. I mean, I knew I had to cook every day. I knew that it, was, you know, I, sh- I didn't, you know, I did. I, I I knew that I should cook every day. I knew that I should, you know, do certain things and and have certain. But we never talked about that, and that was a big issue for him. Wow. Or that I didn't give him massages. Like, like I had to start doing that. Like, he was like, I said, well, maybe we can work on the massages I can probably get in, because we were already kind of touchy-touchy. So I said, we can do that. I, I can go from hand-holding to massages and, we, you know, things like that. But, it, but, again, we had to have that conversation. He was holding that against me for six years. Mm-mm-mm. And imagine... A little small pebble became a boulder. It just took six years for it to grow, to mature into that boulder. Absolutely. And all, and I'm all he had to do, what? all he had to do, was have dialogue with you about it when it was a pebble. Absolutely. 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 <laughs> um. Um, so yeah, so so just that whole idea of you know understanding. I'm saying I'm sitting, I'm laughing because I was trying to think like, why did we even get to that conscious and made him tell me that I don't run his bathwater? I don't recall, but even right now I'm like visualizing him, you know, and um, it, it's just so funny, you know, because like I said, we were friends. He was my soulmate, so you know, I think that's why I say you got to remember that soulmates come and go, and I've had a soulmate after that, you know, I've had soulmates after that, and you will too. Until you're in, you're ready to receive your twin flame, the one that you are really, you know, that is really out. That is the one. Your soulmates are people that contribute to your life and give you the love and the experiences that you need in preparation for your twin flame. I got to get my friend on here to talk about that. She does a really good job. Wow. I think that I actually met my twin flame. But the twin flame and I are on two different levels, mm. you know. So it's okay. It's okay. But it's okay because you can't get, you can't connect with your twin flame when you're on level seven of twin flame and they're on level five or vice versa. You guys have to be willing to be at the same level at the same time and then get to the next level 
together. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? I got to get her on the show to talk about that. I'm, maybe we'll do that in the month of August because that's when the fall is coming and people have had their summer loves and they're going to start bundling down the hatches with people for the winter. Well, so are you are you that booked already? I mean, your shows are booked that because what I'm saying is um, a lot of no. people don't realize that, you know, just like you're saying, you have a desire or a feeling or a wanting for a particular end result, but you're overstepping the journey or you're not acknowledging the journey, you know, because um, just like through the course of a year, if you live in an environment where it's increment, uh, it's an increment climate, you know. In the wintertime, you have on your sweater, you have on a, a, a jacket and an overcoat, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it's spring, and you could take off the overcoat and maybe wear the jacket, you know. Absolutely. So in a relationship, there are certain things that you have to, um, like you said, come, become met with. You know, mm-hmm. there's things that are in part part of your character and belief system that's not going to work in this relationship, so you really don't need it. So you have to let go of it. And the same thing with that person. And all of that works in dialogue and communication. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then and then it's summer where, you know, you're, you're basically naked then, you know, but still Absolutely. it's about that journey, the journey, okay? Mm-hmm. You have to get through the winter to get to the spring, you know, Instead of meeting somebody and getting married in two months, you don't know enough about that person, nor do they know enough about you. You know, you might like the way they make you feel and blah, 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 but there's more to a relationship than just feeling, you know. So, and then and then it's fall. So there's other things that need to fall away before it's winter again. And then you made it a year, mm-hmm. you know. So it's really about the journey to get to that end result. And that's another reason why, you know, like, Going back to <laughs> going back to the seminars and things like that. There's mm-hmm. information there that pertains to business that you could put it in uh, life and relationship situations because everything under the sun is relationships. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, because I, and I tell and this is another thing people don't get. Like when I say this statement, whatever habits. Whatever belief systems you have about your personal life are the same belief systems and habits that you're going to have in your business. Like people say, oh, no, when they come to my business, I'm so serious. Well, if you're not serious in your personal life, how are you going to be serious about your business? If if the slightest thing can take you off, and this is and what you said was go take time out to reflect to find out exactly what is happening in your life that causes you to react and expect certain things to happen. I'm serious. When I, get, when I got the information about false expectations, the moment I stopped having an expectation for you because you were a guy and we were having conversations and now we're going to dinner, why do I have to believe that we're going to end up being a couple? Right? Why do I have to say you have to be my couple? Why can't you just become a colleague, a friend, an associate, an acquaintance? There's no expectation for it. Yeah, that's right. But because I'm uncertain and I don't believe that I am whole already, listen, I'm I'm like, remember that socket? The socket already has the connection and the current flowing. 
there was a current already flowing. When this individual connects to you, there's already electricity there. So there's no need for there to be anything else to do except for to live. Do you understand what I'm saying, Guru? Does that make sense? Am I saying it in the right way for the program? Yeah, you are because definitely lighting that light bulb. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, indeed. That's 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 right and exact. That's right. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And but some, for some reason we are taught we you know he's going to complete me. She's going to complete me. No, you're already complete. The flow is there. The current is there. The, everything you need is there. You're just waiting for the individual that's going to connect that is going to allow the, your dual light to shine and enhancing each other's lives even more. And you only can discover that, that you are whole, if you begin to realize what, had, what you've been told to accept and what you need to accept about you. You know, I don't like clubs anymore. I'm realizing I don't like going to a club anymore, and I don't like real loud stuff, and I'm not that old. But I, if someone can only take me to a place that's free or, or every time we're going to a place free, I got a problem with that. <laughs> How much are you valued and appreciated? Exactly. No, you're right. Exactly. You know, every time I heard of someone say this to me uh, this week, too, in one of the sessions, they said, group session, they said, well, you know, he, he used to take me out and everything had to be free or we would go out for coffee and he would buy one coffee and say, let's share, a large coffee and say, let's share. And in the back of my mind, I'm going, well, didn't you think to say, why would I have to share? I mean, the, at first it's cute. Maybe the first couple of dates is cute. He wants to share. But I really don't want to spit slot. <laughs> I'm just saying. So now two years into it, you're complaining about the very thing that you accepted in the beginning. When you were courting, when you were in the connection stage, that's when you began to say, I realized that I don't really care for sharing coffee. I want my own coffee. Right? Mm-hmm. Or I I appreciate the fugalness that this person is showing. However, we can save up to have a nice night on the town. Mm-hmm. Or we can go Dutch. Or I pay two thirds and you pay a third. Whichever one needs to work, <laughs> right? Or, or all in both. Exactly, because there has to be. But this is what I mean. And you can't, you can't go. Well, I don't. Want, you know, and I hear this a lot too from men as well as women. Well, I can't say anything because you know we've been together so long, and you know I just feel like we should, we should. You're only obliged to yourself and the divine creator to complete your assignment. (laughs) That's it. You're obliged to yourself and the creator. That's it. Again, I I need to take you back because uh, you didn't finish that statement. Go ahead. In in reference to what he wanted to say to her, but he said he can't say it. Okay. Well, he chose not to say it. Exactly. He was saying to me that he did not want to tell this person that he, um, what's the word I'm trying to say, like he didn't want to tell her that he really felt like this wasn't what he wanted. 
but they have been dating and they have been intimate for over a year. Mm. And that's where I responded with him. Time is only relevant to the person experiencing it. A person in prison for one year versus somebody who's free for a year is very different. The same year passed, same months, same days, but different experiences. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And a different expectation. Right. And going back to that relationship, the relationship, that's why. That communication is um, so important. You know, it's incredible how we tend to, like you're saying, in that uh, designer prerequisite, we allow people to say things and people to act a certain way just to see if this I am compatible with this person. But some of the mm-hmm. things that they're doing initially in a relationship, like you said, always wanting to go someplace where um, coffee is free or, you know, eating free and it's discount Tuesdays and things like that, <laughs> you know, and that's basically unacceptable unacceptable to do all the time because maybe the food isn't really that great or nutritious, mm-hmm. you know. So, therefore, you need to communicate that, even if during the communication you take, you know, you and that person go to a restaurant and you pay half or whatever and say, well, yeah, you know, because that way it will work better and they will understand. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, wow. In order for me to be with this person that I really want to be with, maybe I do need to step up my game, you know, because we don't need to go out to eat dinner every night. You know, maybe that's something we'll do maybe once or twice a week. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and see, and that's why I said, but again, that's just, this is what needs to happen when you connect. Don't be so overwhelmed with, oh, my gosh, they're so they're so nice, they're so handsome, they're so beautiful, they're so courteous. Oh, my goodness, they drive a nice car, they work here. You know, get outside of that initial gooey-gooey stage and really have conversations. And, again, I'm not saying tell your business. I'm saying have a conversation about what matters. Right. You know? Slowly. <laughs> right. Have a conversation about what matters. I mean, you really do need to develop friendships. People are like, what is, oh, what is a friendship? I mean, it sounds cliche, but it really is about. And the first friend you want to develop is with you. Yeah. I know right away what I'm going to take and not going to take. I already know. When men approach me, I'm already aware whether or not they're going to last an hour a day. I no longer, you know, I'm, I'm in that stage where I no longer want to wait and say, you know, six months down the road, oh, this just doesn't work. No, I'm letting you know within six days probably. <laughs> right? You know, I have a friend says, girl, you will you will release them as quick as you get them on the hook, won't you? I said, just like fishing. That's right. Yes, indeed. You know? Some fish, that's right. Some fish ain't the kind of fish I want for dinner. You exactly. Know? Exactly. If I'm yeah. fishing, if I'm fishing for salmon, there and I pick up a crappie, I'm gonna put their crappie right back in the fish, right back in the water. That's right. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and see, and that's business 101 also, because everybody who you're friends with or you know in relation with, they might not necessarily be a good business partner. Absolutely. You know, they might not be, a, and it might not be a good mate for you. They can just be a general friend. You can pass information to them, but. You know, it basically needs to stay uh, a easy, basically, uh, say, shallow relationship. You know, it's not somebody that you need to call and talk to every day, 
you know, and things like that. You know, everything is in agreement. That's that's very interesting the way you um, said that, Empress. Definitely is. I like yeah. that. Yeah, you know, and so that's that's what I look, and that's why I say, and you can't get it lessens your your time that you spend disappointed. You know, and if you go from if you focus on having connections and enjoying the experience versus being able to um, to rush right into a relationship, you know, as you said, I heard you know you talked about the two month thing, you know. Some people may, you know, they may be overwhelmed and say, oh, it's my soulmate because we've been sold on soulmates. But even in that two-month period, what are you learning about this individual? Mm-hmm. Right? What can you What can you really identify? Because when you are turning over, trust me, just to share a room with someone, you have to be able to. <laughs> Look, oh, wake up three days later. Trip. Yeah, yeah, wake so, up three days later. Who is this person? <laughs> absolutely. So, so you know, again, you know, I want to thank all the listeners and callers that are actually, um, you know, here. I, I see we got a lot of folks coming in the chat room and um, coming out, and I appreciate that. Our phone line is growing a little bit. That always makes me happy, and I'm sure there are folks listening on the internet. And I haven't checked that to see how many are actually doing it, but I, you know, I really want you to really. My purpose for sharing this is so that you can get more focused on who you are authentically, really reaching your level of happiness, letting go of some of these um, uh, terms and labels. Yes, yes, these isms and these ideologies that keep telling you that you have to accept things that make you unhappy. I mean, that's really what it's about, Guru. Letting you know, seeking out your own personal level of existence and happiness, and what that happiness means for you, what that success means for you. How do we get there? How do we move forward? Yes, That's what I wanted to talk about today. That's why I said it was so important that people um, understood. This whole concept of connections, and I mean, you you cannot even begin to imagine how many emails I get from people talking to me about they want me to be your, their life coach for the purpose of getting having more uh, improving their personal relationships and 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 business relationships. And that's why I had to talk about it. But again, you can also go back if you want to learn more. Go pick up my books. In both my books, I do talk about, them, and that is the book. Um, Seeking Escape, as well as Not My Reality, and both of them are on um, Amazon.com. And those of you uh, who want to reach out, you can. You can also get them on my website if you'd like. But, you know, whichever way you go, you know, go ahead and get it. And I really encourage you to go ahead on. So we have about 10 minutes left in the program. Those of you that are on the phone lines, I see a bunch of you. Yeah, I see you all because I can tell who all is on the phone lines. Says we have 47 people on the phone line. So if you want to talk to us, ask a question, you may do so by pressing 1, or you can dial in at 646-378-1135 and get these last 10 minutes of conversation with myself and Brother Guru. Um, Brother Guru, can we do a quick um, commercial break real quick? Oh, yes, I, I agree, definitely. Okay, we'll be right back after these words here on Moments of Conversation.
Life and spiritual coach, minister, author, and inspirational speaker. These are just a few titles used to describe Marion Ifua. But her name says it all. She is an innovator and bringer of change. If you desire to change for the better, contact Marion Ifua at 480-269-1038. 480-269-1038. Or by visiting ifuaspeaks.com. E-F-U-A-Speaks.com. Marion Ifua. Change for today, tomorrow, and the rest of your life. Tune in 5 o'clock p.m. Central, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern for Doing Business Exponentially with Marianne Afford. Come learn the tricks of the trade to allow your business to become more than just a dream, but an actual reality of success, longevity, and definitely a legacy that people will remember. Monday night, 5 o'clock p.m. Central, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Doing business exponentially. Author Marion Afford has written two powerful and thought-provoking books, Not to My Reality, Encouragement While Dancing in the Storm, and Seeking Escape, A Conversational Journey to Your True Reality. They both offer therapy for the soul that is filled with empowerment and offer a code of conduct for an enhanced life and longevity. These books are available everywhere books are sold, including Amazon.com and MarianaFullSpeaks.com. You can also join Mariana Fuller for moments of conversation on Blog Talk Radio Tuesday and Thursday mornings, 10.30 a.m. Central, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Mariana Fuller, Not My Reality and Seeking Escape, two books that you don't want to let miss out on your next book club or book conversation. Oh, we are back, everyone. We are back here on Moments of Conversation. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We had an awesome time today here sharing on Moments of Conversation with myself and my co-host, Brother Guru. We spent this first hour speaking with Hannah Spivey, who's the author of Ebony, the Beloved. And this second hour, we talked about connections and relationships. And so in this section of connections and relationships, we've talked about the difference in a connection and understanding if you take nothing else, take away that you are whole, take away that you already have a current and a flow that is flowing inside of you, and that when others connect to you, you are pouring in and you are assisting, they are pouring in from their current, and together you are illuminating that space that you are existing in together. And it doesn't mean you're going to be connected forever because just like a light bulb into a socket eventually blows, when it blows, you don't become destroyed. The current does not stop. The current continues to grow. 
and 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 flourish and be able to receive the next socket. See, we gotta change the way we view things. Remember, power is found in the perception that you own and that you find worthy, and that leads to your expected end result. That's what it's about here. We're talking about that here. We got about four minutes left in the program, um, and we did open up the phone line, so it's not too late. I want to thank everyone who signed up for my seminar that we're going on tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's called Raising the Bar for Success. I can't say anything more except for if you have not registered, you can't now because there's a waiting list. There's been a waiting list for the last two days. You can add to the waiting list for a possibility of me doing um, being able to have the uh, webinar available after we finish on tonight, uh, you can go to events at com. events at com, and you can email us your information for po- interest in that. Well, Brother Guru, we are wrapping up another segment. What are we going to do? <laughs> what is us going to do? <laughs> I wow. so love when Cedric the Entertainer said that. <laughs> Is us in love? <laughs> is us in love? This. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. But it has been an honor and a pleasure, everyone, for joining us here on today, reminding you that we are here every Tuesday and Thursday morning. And I'm looking, Brother Guru. We have a guest next week, too, don't we? Yes, We've indeed. been busy with these guests. And so I want to encourage you if you want to if you have something you want to share, also reach out to us. Go to our Facebook page for the program, and the program page is called Moments of Conversation with Marianna Ford. Just like the name of the program on Facebook, and you can get in. Oh, Brother Guru, we got some callers. What is up with this last minute stuff? I just talked to y'all about that. Hang on, let's go to this call and take her. Welcome to Moments of Conversation. Hi, this is Ebony Ann Press. Just wanted to say I've been listening, and it's a really great show. Haven't listened before, but um, I'm enjoying it. I'm in the UK, so you guys. Thank you so much, Ebony Empress. We appreciate that. And where are you calling in from? Um, from London. I'm in London. Excellent. Wow. <laughs> I remember. Way. Look, I remember listening to you as well. Okay, excellent. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I do have a blog talk show um, on tonight actually, but yeah, it's good to to connect with you guys. Uh, yeah, love the show today. Thank you so much, and that's what we do it for. And I'm so honored that you finally got a chance to call in. I know you guys are on a whole. You're about seven hours ahead of us, so for yeah. you, it's you're, it's driving home from work. It's about the time right now. Right now. So, yeah, I, I just about, I was on the train. I, I managed to listen, but I, I just managed to get off the train. So I thought, this is cool. I'm just say, well done. I'm really good for day. And, I'm, and I'm, I am so honored and thankful that you have called in. I am yeah, so honored. Yeah, it's okay. I was going to say, I, I will try and hook you up on, on this as well. So we can connect. Okay, I sure will. I will definitely follow up with you because you were someone that I wanted to speak to uh, later on. I, yeah, I've, I'm getting a lot of folks from London these last couple of months, and I got a couple of requests to maybe come out and hang out and talk a little bit, actually, okay. in London. So we're going to see. Who knows? You may see me very soon. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see what we can do. 
Okay, and we will talk again real soon. Thank you again for calling in, Empress. No problem. Take care. Okay, you too. Okay. Bye-bye. Did you hear that, Guru? Not only we got folks calling, I told you we're international. I told you we're international, Guru. You better get your passport together. Quit putting it up under the mattress. Pull it out. You got to use your passport soon. <laughs> so, again, everyone, we're going to end our program here because we have about 15 seconds left. So I want to remind everybody we're here every Tuesday and Thursday at 1030 um, Central Time, 1130 East Coast Time. And as you heard from Ebony Empress, we are um, international. We have people that call in all the time from all over the place. We had, I think we had someone in the Middle East calling in. We have a couple of people, you know, in Canada. So it's a beautiful thing where we can share this kind of love. And this is what Blog Talk allows us to do, which is why I do it, because there are people who need us to be here, and that's what it's about pouring out and sharing who you are to impact the lives of other people because it ultimately comes right back to you. What you send out is what you will receive back to you. So with that, when you are traveling, when you are living your life and things begin to cloud you, overwhelm you, and make you feel like you just can't go on anymore, stop. Take a deep breath. Scream out nice and loud, that's not my reality. No, this is not the end of the road and that it's only a dream until you believe. Stop and seize every opportunity and possibility that is surrounding you and then begin to move forward toward them as quickly as possible. Until next time, continue peace and blessings and enjoy yourself until next time on Moments of Conversation. Good night, all. Just